Welcome to episode 76 of the Just Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. I'm Andrew Desimone, your host, and I'm here with... Carla Gracie. Ooh, and today we have a very special guest. <laughs> Brown Bell from Croiler Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. Claude Doucette. Oh, man. <laughs> This is going to be a good one, folks. Oh, that's too early for this. <laughs> it's like noon. <laughs> it could be midnight. It'd still be too early for this. We are right now recording from a tiny little cabin in the Upper Peninsula where we have basically no internet. And well, Cor- Corler has some, so he's just been Snapchatting the entire trip. But Claude and I have, Claude and I have just been uh, enjoying the, the weather, which is stormy. And we're doing a podcast from here. So hopefully the quality of the audio isn't terrible. We're using a tiny little recorder here. So it may sound like garbage, but at least it's better than nothing. Better than grappling dogs, I was going to say, sure. it's probably better than Zoom meetings, too. So so we're going to give this a try. <laughs> you guys, we're uh, here in the Upper Peninsula. And what do you think so far? It's been great. It's gorgeous. And do you think anything else? Do you think, like, have you had a good time? We went swimming. Oh, we, we went to some sand dunes. We swung from a, a, a rope. Well, hold on. That sounds, that sounds menacing. Um, we, well, a rope said, swing. You said, yeah. rope. And you said you were tired from swinging on that rope. You are sore even. Yeah, that shows how out of shape I am. That I, I was swinging from this rope swing and I did it maybe two or three times. And I woke up this morning and thought, why are my abs and arms so tired? Your abs were sore. Yeah. <laughs> and I was trying to think, like, were they like punching me last night? Like, was I like, did I try to be like Houdini and I'm like, try to punch me in the stomach? But no. You did pass out several times last night. You did, yeah. Yeah. We watched the stars. We it was cool. We all fell asleep in each other's arms looking at the stars. We, that it was really cute. That yeah. You can admit this. No, that didn't happen. Wow. <laughs> Croiler must have been so drunk he doesn't remember Probably falling asleep. Out. Yeah, I'm I'm no. Mm-mm. All right. Well, Claude, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I mean, I was kind of forced into it because I'm here, but that's true. So you, you either had to be on the podcast or just sit quietly to the side. And yeah, you guys watch. literally said that I had to go sit outside in the rain or be a part of the podcast. And you don't have any service it's that, on. Your it's that small cabin that it's. <laughs> those are the only two options. And you have no service on your phone. So no, you can't, so I can't entertain just sit yourself. on Facebook for yeah. an hour. All right. Well, Claude, uh, you're a brown belt. Indeed. I'm, I, I wanted to make sure you knew that. You're a brown belt. How long have you been training at Croilers? Uh, well, that's kind of like up for debate. So on my count, it's been like eight and a half years. For Croiler, it's been like nine and a half years. Yeah, going on to nine. But I think that's because he's like told immigration like a certain amount of time for how long he's been in a relationship with Taylor. No. And he can't change that answer now. That's true. No, no, no. <laughs> Wait, so there's a year discrepancy. You think he... How old were you when you started? Seven. 20. So what I think happened is... <laughs> and to clarify, I'm 28 now, going yeah, on 29 this year, so... But his birthday is in October, so... It would still be started nine he years started, <laughs> he started, See, I'm looking at full calendar years, and he's looking at from time to time that he started. Mm-hmm. So from full calendar years, he started in December, so it's actually nine years. In December. 
Okay. <laughs> now I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get the different versions of this. Claude, describe to me what twenty year old Claude was like coming into to jujitsu. Let's see. I was still hanging on to hair on my head, so Aww. it was some bad facial hair before like facial hair had grown in. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. Typical spastic white belt, especially when your younger brother has already been training for a year, and now your younger brother can beat you up, so you got to catch up to him. Yeah, so you're, all right, so Claude's younger brother is Robert, who's a purple belt, and he he started training a year before. So what? Yeah, what's that like when your little brother comes home? And at first, are you like, what's? Did, did you know? You did, you knew what jujitsu was, right? I kind of knew from like watching UFC, and like that was the more interesting part to me, anyways. But yeah, it like started out like from us, like for one, I was always bigger than Robert, mm-hmm. like just muscle wise and just bigger person. Cause he was just little like string bean. Mm-hmm. And then like we'd wrestle with each other. I would always win. But then all of a sudden, like we're wrestling with each other. Like I'm not necessarily winning. And of course I was like stubborn person who doesn't train. I was like, that wouldn't have like hurt me at all. And thankfully Robert didn't like actually nice. break my arm when I'm like that won't work. Derp, derp, derp. Do you remember so, was, was there a moment where you like in your head like, oh no? Yeah, there was like, definitely a moment of me this. being uber frustrated and being like, all right, I'm not gonna admit it, but he definitely won that one. <laughs> <laughs> I had a cramp in my toe. I couldn't fight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, I got to go shop for socks or something. I got. We're gonna call this match right now. So then, when you decide, was there a moment at first where you thought, "Oh, this jujitsu, like the defense mechanism in your head"? Did you think this jujitsu thing is stupid? Like, I don't, I don't want a part of this. Like, it's just, I don't know what it is, but I, 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 I don't want to do this. Um, no, because like I was kind of interested in it, and like I had hung out with Croyler and the people from the gym a couple of times. Before that, like, going and watching fights and whatnot with them. So, like, I was considering it, but it was also, like, Robert's thing, and I didn't want to, like, encroach on that. Mm. So that he actually had his thing, and I had, like, my things that I was doing. And, like, at the time, I was also going to go... Which was clogging, right? You were, yes. you were really into clogging. I was very much into it. Like, wooden clogs were my thing. Clog. Yeah, okay. Like, there's were. a specific, like... Acadian like dance routine that I had like set up. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was really B- both good. jujitsu and clogging <clears throat> mm-hmm. get women at an equal rate. Oh yeah, <laughs> that is definitely why you join jujitsu. Yeah. a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I had, like hung out with him a few times, and Croyder, being the persistent person that he is, is like, so when are you gonna start training? When are you gonna start training? When are you gonna start training? You're, like every two weeks. Yeah, you're like a jujitsu evangelist. You're like a jujitsu. Uh, <laughs> and there's no there's no tact to it either. It's just no. like when are you gonna start training? Yeah, you're like you need. You need Jesus. I mean jujitsu. <laughs> jujitsu in your life will make you feel better. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think I'm just a little more more direct. Mm-hmm. So so when you finally were like, all right, I'm gonna try this out. Did you also <clears throat> try to tell? We're like Robert, I'm gonna try this out. Not because of you. Like I don't care. Like I just I just I would just want to try this out on my own. Like it's not because I'm threatened by you. I just want to do. Oh, yeah, this. I do- no, I did not admit <laughs> like that. I was gonna start because Robert could beat me up then or anything like that. No, of course not. So did Claude uh, and Robert was like supportive of. Of it at first, yeah. Okay, so when you when Claude came to you, did he say my goal is just to be able to beat my brother and then I'm gonna yeah go yeah and, and yeah that was that's actually where he wrote down the form too. Mm-hmm. 
beat my little brother up. Did we have forms then? Yep. Huh. So you were official even eight or nine years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Claude comes into the gym. Now we're going to cut to you, Kryler. What, okay. is, what, is, what is young, new, white belt Claude like? Quiet. Okay. That sounds nice. I wish that would... Frustrating. Frustrated. Okay. Yeah. Because he was just it's getting... not as good as he thought he should be like every white belt. Right. What's Claude's... What does he bring to the table when he comes? Does he have any strengths or is he just all weaknesses? Just silence. <laughs> he was athletic and stubborn. Okay. Which is pretty much what, how he still is now. Mm-hmm. But now he's got technique. And I didn't, I didn't expect you to give me athletic on that one. No. Since I was just like not compared, compared, fat, but compared like compared to Robert. I mean, that's true. Compared to Robert, you were a stud. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Fucking pool that you're drawing from. Well, I, just I, I figured, you know, talking about these two people, so. All right, so Claude, then you start out, and what was your first, what's like your first memory of coming in, like, jiu-jitsu? Uh, let's see. So I think I started the week before we shut down, like, we shut down, like, around the holidays every year, like, Christmas, New Year's. So I started like a week or two before that, and I remember like barely being able to walk afterwards. I was like so sore between the workouts and like actually doing jujitsu, and I was like, oh man, I did not realize I was in this bad of shape, which now looking back like was probably just because I was trying way too hard like every single white belt on the face mm-hmm. of the planet, but yeah, I was, I was like, oh man. Did you... uh did you come in thinking, I'm going to, like, I think I'll be good at this? Or did you come in with just an open mind, like, let's see if, if, if this is something I even like. I might get my ass kicked, but I, that's okay. I think it was more the latter, not like, no, I'm going to be good at this no matter what. Like, I didn't know, especially since my whole world had been shattered now that my little brother did beat me up. Mm-hmm. So, did, did you do any type of anything like that before not? Not necessarily grappling. Have you been a part of like a, a group sport, any type of team? Not that jujitsu is a team Not thing. Since I was like a but... kid, like okay. I played like peewee sports, but like nothing through high school because I was like homeschooled through high school. Mm-hmm. So sports were kind of off the table. What was the first thing where you thought, oh, I like either this submission, this technique, or you thought, oh, this is clicking. I think I might stick around and try this out. I had a just... lot of false moments of confidence in my head. Yeah. <laughs> like, being like, oh, well, I tapped a blue belt. Like, good for me. Like, I'm basically a bulletproof white belt here. Best white belt in the world because I tapped a blue belt. And then the first competition I went to as a white belt got my ass kicked and got humbled again. Being like, oh, okay. So I specifically remember I did some private classes with Croy there. I was like, I got this. Got this competition. I got this in the bag. And then I was like, oh. I was like, I don't think I'm ready for a blue belt. I should not be a blue belt anymore. All right, well, so you're eight years in now. <laughs> nine years in. We still haven't decided. <laughs> you're a brown belt. How long have you been a brown belt? 
Two been years. Two years. Two-ish years. Two okay. Years, yeah. But half of this year doesn't count. And you've got two stripes? Mm-hmm. Troiler, why is Claude a good brown belt? Why, why'd you give him your brown belt? Why'd you, um, why'd you say, you know what, he's ready. I'm going to bestow this upon him. I mean, he's good. He's, you know, learned the systems. He's been in school and can apply them well. He listens. He's coachable. Um, I mean, know, doesn't like to make mistakes, so it's easy to correct them. Yeah, and do you let you don't you don't let his glaring personality deficiencies uh, stop him from progressing Look, through the just ranks? Because he's not all there. You don't have to, you know. Yeah, I thought we had like we weren't going to talk about this on the podcast. Why wouldn't we? This is the best stuff to talk about on the podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna go sit out in the rain now. You see how my conversation was only about his jujitsu, not about mm-hmm. that. Are you nervous at all pairing him up now? We talked a little bit about this, I think, last episode. Are you nervous about him going up against Kip from Grappling Dads? So uh, I think I'm, 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 I would say if it was somebody else, I'd be worried for them because Claude may not stop. Because it's Kip, I think that's a service to society. Yeah, so if, if something happened and he were kind of taken out or just... <laughs> Maimed. Permanently maimed. <laughs> you think that, that that's okay. That's not as bad as if there was someone who was contributing, someone right. who had people right. that loved him. Right. If anything, we're bettering the Grappling Dads podcast by doing so. And what have, the, have there been any terms yet? We had talked a little, about, a little bit last time about maybe hands being tied, arms being tied, a gag ball. That, oh, wait, no, hold on. That was a dream I had. Um, uh, <laughs> if you guys agreed to anything yet? I think we're going to go with... Uh, it's going to be, like, revolutionary here. Like, we're going to do some mermaid guard. So my legs have to be tied together for this match. Okay. I hope he kills Kip. <laughs> <laughs> with literally bare hands. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, is that you saying that, or is that what Paul, <clears throat> no, Paul that's, said? No, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Yeah, All right. I, I, yeah. Paul's input has very little to do with the outcome of this fight. I think that Paul and I should commentate on that because we Ooh, like sportscasters. Yeah, because we we've been through that and we've we've felt you're, the, you're basically veterans. We felt the deep hatred that comes from a super fight. Yeah, which is what it was—a super yeah. fight. I think the the worst part about your super fight was that you did the comptroller system live. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everybody saw it. Mm-hmm. You promised to put it out in VHS. Yeah. Like in coming months, and it's been almost a year now, and there's no VHS series on this. It's ready to go. Uh, I was about to release it, I think it was March, but then COVID hit, and my distributor, he kind of backed out. So right now, I'm I'm, I'm talking to Sony and to see if they'll they'll produce it for me and get it back out there. Are they still doing VHS, or are they they sticking to like older older methods? No, they're sticking to VHS, because you just can't get the same quality and crispness of it. And crispness. With a VHS of the other, like Blu-ray and yeah, things out there. So that's what we're doing there. Um, all right, we're gonna hop over now to some topics. Let's open up the topic bag. It's very similar to the mail bag. Actually, it is. Oh no, last. Oh, do you remember last week we, we 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 left on a cliffhanger? Have you listened to last week's episode yet? 
God damn it, Claude. You're supposed to say yes. Now the people listening are like, if Claude hasn't listened to it, why, why should I listen I'm to it? I'm not sure why they should listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's going to get edited out. <laughs> um, so last week we ended with we had the listener mailbag, and I, I received it from my trusty falcon or hawk. I think it was a hawk. I don't remember. Um, and he flew it. Because I was going to ask you if you could still be a falconer if you used hawks instead. Oh, okay, yes, thank you. And the, que- the answer is yes. Okay. So my hawk flew away with the mailbag, and then he was shot at mid-flight and fell down. <laughs> do you remember this? No. Yes, you do. Because <laughs> you're the one who shot him. <laughs> so we don't know. We, I said, oh, no, are we ever going to find this? And maybe we'll do a quick role play to find oh, the listener mailbag. That's, that's what we're doing. I, it's this early. Where the format's all wrong. I kind of yeah. saying it's this early, and it is literally noon on the dot right now. There's never a good time for this. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so we're we're gonna start off for the quest to find the listener mailbag. Okay. We have you guys are playing yourselves. You're Croyler and Claude. Okay. Okay. And you are walking through the woods to find this listener mailbag. I know you're saying Not why the hawk, but the mailbag. The hawk could die. But you don't care. I say... I mostly want to rescue the hawk. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, because he was really concerned about the bag, not his hawk that got shot. You're I'm, right. a, I'm adopting his hawk afterwards, oh. rehabbing it. Yeah, that's probably good, because he doesn't care enough. I know. I feel bad now about... I'm a foster parent for hawks. In that's case true. I was wondering, that's like a side <laughs> hobby that I do. I think it's backfiring. <laughs> See? See? You're better... The role plays go, go better when you're here, because you, you help... Usually, I just have to pull him into this, but you're doing it now, and you're, you're helping. All right, so... Let's start it off. I'm I'm a big wizard, and I say, "Oh, my mailbag and hawk have been shot from the sky, and I need them. Will you do this? If so, I'll bestow upon you magical blessings." And you're like, "Oh my God, magical blessings!" And <laughs> <laughs> sounds like me. Yeah, and so. Oh my God, magical blessings. Yeah, and so I point out the direction. You guys, you're heading through the woods. All right. All right. You're walk, trouncing through the woods, blah, 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 and you're in the going in the general direction. Now it's up to you guys. You just explain what's what's going on. Okay, so we're not following his sense of direction because, as we found out yesterday, it's not all there. That's good. So we're just gonna listen for the cries of the. <sighs> See, of the, that's 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 good. That's what you do. Yeah, you say, "Let's stop and just listen," and you hear. <coughs> like like very far in the distance. Okay. What do you do? You hear that noise? I guess noise? we go that direction. Okay, you start I to mean, walk. I would hope, since this is your idea, to listen to <laughs> right. the hawk sounds. Right. You, you start walking. You just turn around and yeah, abandon and fucking away. baby hawk yeah. here. <laughs> you start walking in that direction, and all of a sudden you hear a twig snap to, uh, uh, to Claude's right, and then arrow. Pa! Right? Actually, let's do a bullet, because the they were shooting the hawk, so we're going to... Oh fuck! I just told you who. The, okay, you're having an altercation with the people who also, shot the hawk. Also, these are really good marksmen. That they shot a hawk out of the air with a bullet, yeah. not a shotgun yes. or anything. Yes, just, just a bullet. So keep that in mind. Is piece of bark. The odds of this us. hawk surviving are very low at this point. The, if a bullet hit a hawk, a piece of bark next to Croyler's head explodes off the side of the tree. 
oh shit, what, what do you guys do? You don't know if that's a warning shot, if they tried to hit you. If they tried to hit you, they probably would have hit you because they just shot this hawk out of the sky. Okay. So, I mean, I think I'm going to assume that if they're shooting at us, even if it's a warning shot, they're not friendlies. What are you doing? You're trying to like pinpoint where it's coming from? You're running? You're like, well, you got you to gotta do something. I think if Game of Thrones has taught us anything, it's zigzag you when you're zigzag. being shot at. Perfect. You zigzag to the falcon. It's a hawk. To the noise, it is a hawk. Okay. So, a hawk. Okay. I said hawk. Um, it's a hulk hawk. When it gets angry, it turns into a big, mean hawk. So we might have an ally at the end of yeah. this. He might be a little injured, but he might be Hulk Hawk. That's just saying. All right, so you start zigzagging through the woods. You're bumping shoulders because you guys aren't timing your zigzags right, and you're hit, running into each other. <laughs> and then you see this man with a gun, and he's the guy who's shooting at you. And he's probably some bad zigzagging. If we ran into our shooter, <laughs> <laughs> he's he's probably. Oh shit! You're right there, bro. <laughs> he's probably about twenty feet away from you, and s- and laying at his feet is the hawk in the mailbag. Uh-huh. So, so then we go around and take our chances because once you split, he's gonna shoot at one of us. Okay, so perfect. You split, Claude. Right. You run to the right. Croyler runs to the left. The guy now has to decide who he shoots at, so he looks, and he shoots Croiler. I was going to say, I'm hiding as soon as I split off, and I'm going to just leave Croiler as a decoy. Oh, all right, so, boom, it's a gut shot. Okay. It hits it's you. It's not re- fatal, though, necessarily. Yeah, we don't know, yeah. Big so while he, while he's, yeah, he's a large target, but yeah. it won't stop me. It hits you mm. right in the belly button. <laughs> you Perfect in the belly button. Perfect I mean, in the belly button. Limited scarring, but <laughs> you're already used yeah. to a belly button there. Yeah. Yep. You go, and you fall down. Claude, are you doing anything at this point when well, he's as like Crowler's writhing in pain over here, or maybe not, since apparently gut shots are don't phase him. Same. Uh, I I think I'm gonna like go try and approach this guy and tackle him. All right. So this guy starting guns don't do so much good in close. Combat. So he starts running up to Croiler, and he re- he rears the gun up in the air as he's standing over Croiler to do like that cool like movie thing where you hit someone with the butt of the gun and it knocks him out. out. Yeah. Wait, is Croiler getting kidnapped? We'll see. I mean, like if he's not trying to kill him, I mean he did fire a warning shot earlier. Yeah. He shot him in the gut, which is maybe not fatal, and now he's knocking him out. Yeah. Maybe the whole mailbag and hawk massacre was just a distraction. See what direction you're going here. But he rears up. He's coming down with the butt of his gun. And no one does anything. All right, he knocks Croyle uh, around. My first priority in this entire quest was getting Hulk Hawk back. Hulk Hawk. So, cool. If the bullet isn't going to take me out, the butt of the so gun. So once I like, secure Hulk Hawk, <laughs> I, will, I will go and try and rescue Croyle next. So he hits you in the head, and you tell him exactly what you just told me. Yeah, if the bullet isn't going to take me out, the... It's just gonna hurt, but it's not gonna knock me out. And the guy gives you this look on his face, like, "What are you?" And then you're all right. We cut to there. Meanwhile, Claude runs up to this little hawk, and he goes, he, "You look, and this hawk is—it's alive. It was shot in the wing, so it's not—it doesn't look fatal." It's kind of like my gut shot. Kind of like your gut shot. I'm trying to make this about you, Croyler. <laughs> yeah, you—you. You, we all know animals are better than people. You reach down to this hawk, and you start to remember 
the, the wizard who gave you this quest also gave you a soul gem. And soul gems, you know from your study at the uh, academy for wizardry. Yeah, that one. Uh, um, did we introduce the fact that my nickname is the wizard? No, we didn't. Yeah, and so it, that might be helpful in this like context of me being at a wizarding academy. Yeah, Claude. Story. Yes, Claude. <laughs> uh, his nickname is is wizard, and he has a he literally has a utility trailer, a work trailer that has a wizard on the side. Lots so. of magic stuff. Yeah, magic stuff. So, uh, so we we go back to you with this soul gem, and you realize you have this dying hawk. And a dying Croiler, and this soul gem could potentially melt them, bind them together to create a one being. They both will die on their own, but this soul gem can create a Croiler Hawk hybrid. God damn it! I don't want to make his ego that big. He has wings now and can fly. Yes. Oh Jesus. So he would let me die. You can. You can let him die. You can take your chances and Croiler dies and the Hawk die. Or you can you can cast this spell that you've you've never used but heard of, and it will bring them both together. Well, I guess if the options are they both die, or we make like super hawk coiler, we make super hawk coiler. Aww, I thought you were gonna let me die. I mean, I, I'm, this is mostly just to save the hawk the spirit. Hawk. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you just get you just get the added benefit you're, you're of hoping, cool you're hoping, hawk powers. You're hoping that it's not like a hawk with coiler powers. Yeah, yeah, you you don't know. That's the problem with with hybrid magic. You don't know exactly what the result. I was going to go with you being a vegetarian if you all of a sudden are a I'm, hawk. I'm a pescatarian. So you could eat fish still. Yeah. All right. So you might survive. Well, all right. Sea hawk here. Well, Claude rubs the stone and starts to... There's this incantation. Hey, don't, don't challenge the, the magic here, Corlett. I saw that face. You're going <laughs> to get a stone rub. Yeah, and, and all of a sudden it starts to glow with this beautiful amber, uh, amber uh, light. And then you hear... It is the little mermaid, yeah. <laughs> well, it is a seahawk, I guess. So right. Kind of makes sense. And then all of a sudden, this big flash of light, it, it explodes, and this force knocks you right off your feet, Claude, and you, you, you're unconscious. And you come to, you don't know how much time, how much time it's been. You look up. And you are surrounded by just the forest that you were in is now just a smoldering uh, ash field. And did you survive that explosion? Oh, magic. Yeah. yeah. And you stand up and you see down, like with these in in the ashes, these massive feathered wings covering this body, and then. As soon as you move, you step on a, a, a little twig, and, a, and this, this figure stands up and probably a 15-foot wingspan goes out into the air, and out inside, inside those wings that it's now revealed to you is just a completely hairless, naked croiler. But he has big hawk wings, and he no, has a no beak. Hair, no hair on his head either? Uh, he does have hair on his head. I was just saying, man... This is 
rough. <laughs> but he's <laughs> this is just getting bad. He has his same body now. My, no hair though, except for on his head. Completely naked, and he has a hawk's uh, beak and the wings, and his feet are talons. Okay. And he says, "You were looking for this," and he hands you the listener mailbag. You know, you like you, you made his day, right? <laughs> yeah, thank you, Claude. You, that was, someone actually play along with the like, story. Yes, 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 he, can, he can. He can. go home now. Like he's, he's content with the weekend. <laughs> That's what I wanted. That's thirty minutes so far, and that was mainly the bulk of yeah, it was I just getting like the listener. The podcast that I have listened to this doesn't last much longer no. than five minutes. Tom's no. Uh, but this is what people. This is what you have to expect when we're just recording in a in a in a tiny little cabin during yeah. a storm. During a storm, yeah. Today's Instagram question comes from Steve. Steve has been doing jujitsu for three years. He is a blue belt. Steve's question was: After the f- few years he's been doing jujitsu, how do you stay curious? How do you stay passionate about jujitsu? Wait, hold on. Hold on. This individual's been training for three years, and he is no longer curious or passionate about jiu <laughs> It sounds like he needs a little inspiration. I don't know. I don't know if I can say the things I should say. Uh, please do. That's what makes the listener mailbag I mean, has the best. he ever wrist-locked a white belt? So, like, simple joys in life? Yeah, so, so there's, there are very simple pleasures in life like that. Like, senselessly unleashing on people that may or may not deserve it, that may or may not ask questions about how to stay curious in jujitsu. Um, but also, so I, I, I attended a seminar once with one of my instructors and um, he did this great seminar, it was like three hours long. He covered 26 different techniques and it was very like machine gun styles, very fast, tons and tons of techniques and they're all connected, they all flew well together. Um, very, very smooth. And uh, at the end of the seminar, this blue belt stands up and says, Sir, can you just go over all of them again one more time? I think I got them. I just want to make sure that I, I remember all of them. And my instructor went through the 26 techniques very quickly. And he said, Guys, let me explain that you didn't learn all this stuff by in one three-hour seminar. He's like, it took decades to develop, master, and apply these techniques. You, you don't, you, you're exposed to it in three and a half hours, but it doesn't mean that you've learned it, mm-hmm. nor that you're skilled with it, nor that you can pull it off under stress in a real situation. So if in three years you think you've seen, done, and mastered enough that jiu-jitsu is no longer fun for you. You're, you, you're, you have some very deep introspection that needs to be. <laughs> or he's the smartest person ever who has the best retention in the history of That's not planet. him. No. No. Well, I think three years, yeah, I get that. But it is impressive when someone can keep doing something for... 20 years, 30 years. You look at like, uh, like a Marcio who's been doing it for... 40, 45, 50 years. What keeps a person like that coming back for that long? I think, I think jiu-jitsu is fun. There's always little nuances that you pick up 
new techniques are developed every year. Every month there's a new technique out. There's different applications, different purposes. Every month. If you're part of the monthly new technique subscription <laughs> from from YouTube, you get a, a new technique I, I, out. I don't, I don't think necessarily quite clean cut like that, but there's always something new being developed. There's so many people that practice it. There's so many different applications that they're looking to to use their jiu-jitsu for. You know, people that are around more wrestlers, their jiu-jitsu will be based more, develop more towards fighting against wrestlers. People that are no-gi will develop their jiu-jitsu more for no-gi style competitors. People that train the gi will be more for gi or self-defense, street. So there's always new new styles to it and, and new twists to techniques. And there's always further improvement on techniques that already exist. And I think if you have an unhealthy mindset that you think you've learned it all and that it's no longer fun or curious, then then you stop growing. And I've seen it even in black belts that stop training themselves because they think they've learned it all. And, you know, they're okay for one or two years, but once five or ten years goes by, those black belts are dinosaurs. You know, they, they, they can't keep up with, with the new material. When you get to black belt or even brown belt level, do you... Are you learning many new, this is a new technique, or is most of your learning either learning a new twist on it or kind of rediscovering something and being able to say, oh, that thing I've seen before, I can now, I can now work that into what I'm doing better than I was at a previous time in my experience level? Um, I would say for me, like, at this point, like as a brown belt, so I'm sure at a black belt level, nothing's like, oh my God, that's amazing. Like, how did that happen? I'm like, oh, okay, cool. That's interesting. That's a new way to do that. Like, cool. Like, whether it's practical or not is a different question. But one thing, like, on the original question that I would add to that is that, yes, you have to have, like, some interest in jiu-jitsu, obviously, to stick around with it and stay passionate in it. But if your only goal, per se, in jiu-jitsu is to get better at jiu-jitsu, solely that, then, yeah, you're going to, like, wash out very quickly and get bored of it because, A, eventually you will get to the top of your food chain, per se. And B, like, for me, it's not just about getting in there and, like, beating up people. It's about the friends and the family that I've created in this entire time and hanging out with my people and doing like an activity that we all enjoy. Mm -hmm. So it's not just about like murdering people on the mats. Like it's the whole deal and like, yeah, I wanna be better at something that me and my friends enjoy. It makes so. it, it definitely makes it easier if you like and are good friends. It's the same thing with, with a job. If you don't particularly enjoy everyone else around you at your work, then you're not going to like that job. Even if it's the greatest thing in the world, you're not going to want to excel at it. You're just going to be like, all right, I think I might need to look for something new. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Would you would you echo kind of what he was saying as far as the, the yeah. learning at a later stage? And yeah, I mean, for, for, for me anymore, at least for the last several years, it's not been about learning, like you said, full-blown techniques, but learning nuances. Sometimes it's, it's a little detail, like somebody grips a little different and they have better success with it so all of a sudden it's like okay well maybe I should do that because that's an improvement on how I was doing it even though what I was doing wasn't wrong this is just slightly better 
and and jujitsu is really a game about inches. So when you when you've learned the overall game and you're just sharpening and polishing, then your end product only gets better. So I think at a brown belt level, at a black belt level, it's really about polishing what you've already built so that it looks good, so it's functional, you know, and, and, and concepts. Concepts are, are always cool to learn and rediscover and, and relearn. So Claude mentioned jujitsu being like a job. Do you know some have you met some like black belts who get to a point where they're the the old veteran equivalent of a job where they just don't like it anymore, and they're just going through the oh, motions. Yeah, I mean, there's burnouts everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. You see it. You see it in their students. You see it in their school. Um, the attitude of everybody that's around. You know, if if the leadership doesn't like what they're doing, then the students aren't going to like what they're doing. Well, it makes me think about like say when you guys went to a certain school in Brazil and you were ushered out of said school at the end of class, like, that person didn't really care about it. It's just like, all right, I'm done with jiu-jitsu for today. Like, get out of my school. Like, versus, like, I could never see, like, Marcio doing that. He right. would be like, oh, my God, like, tell me about your travel here. Like, yeah. go get food with me afterwards. Like, yeah. it's, it's, I think, I think. And that gets down to the family aspect of right. it. Think, like, we're think, all one community and family. To like, go back to Claude's analogy you know of work if if you're even if you're new at a job if your boss has been there forever you know and he's he's a douchebag and he's sick and tired and he's jaded and he hates everything about his his life at this work so you could be the most chipper person ever it's going to bring you down mm-hmm. so does this happen you just yeah those schools don't last they, they last for a while they burn out and then they quickly disappear because they, they're not self-sustaining mm-hmm all right, well, that's, that was the listener question, so I'm going to close up the listener mailbag. I sew it closed, and then I tie it around Hawk Croiler's talon, and I say, get! Actually, before, do you, do you want to hop on him? Because he's large enough to ride. Uh, he's also naked right now. But you'd be on his back, and his back is covered in feathers. So, oh, all right, that's a little bit better. <laughs> so do you, not any better. And I mean, it, it makes it more like I'm riding a horse versus riding a croiler. Yeah. And I mean, that sounds better. Like, can we deny that? Well, and the, the wizard from earlier appears and says, here's a harness. It's, it's custom made oh, for him. So you can put it around like a bit, like on a horse, yeah, and you can and hop on. Around his beak. Yeah. yeah, so you, you hop on his back, and you say, yeah, yeah. And he goes, ah, and he flies away. I would dive, and we would crash land from as high up as we could. I'll go down in the... Oh, okay, so... Fucking roll, bitch. So you, you soar into the sky, and I say, wow, that's, he's majestically he flying away. the sun, and then it's yeah. just like a comet coming down towards yes. the earth. I'll go down in a ball of flames. And you just splatter right into the concrete. <laughs> Take him with me. Wow, well, that was really nice. I mean, Violet, like, my time but, on the podcast is, like, that's my... <laughs> Death in one story. But but let's let's take a step back here because before we splatter on the ground in the ball of flames and blood. I'm not sure how there actually got flames. (laughs) Before before we do that, can we just talk about how the the original wizard who sent the original hawk with the mailbag away is kind of a douchebag because he set he set us in a situation where we could both have been shot and he promised superpowers. 
You got superpowers. And he did not. And you wasted them and plummeted to death. No, no, no. He did not give us superpowers for returning the mailbag. You just happened to have one of those for the beginning of the quest. That was not the reward. Ooh, that's a good point. He he went back on his word to you guys. Yeah. So if if you didn't... All right, pick let's be real here. Like, has crash. anyone been like, oh, yeah, wizards are really wholesome, like, honest people? No, but you, if you wouldn't have had a suicide slash murder with Claude, <laughs> you could have said, we're going to go fight this wizard and try to get these powers. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. You blew it, man. You lost I your did. temper again. I, I told you this temper that you have. <laughs> we, Claude and I have talked about this a yeah, lot. You, yeah. Your yeah. temper. Sorrow, man. And yeah. you just screwed it up. Yeah. Claude, Claude should have said something, too. He was happy to ride me. What do you apparently. mean? Yeah, yeah. and so you plumbed into our death. You didn't give me a chance to talk about like future plans. You just went up in there and was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, guys. Well, uh, this was a... I think people listening to this will say, if nothing else, this was I'm an sorry. informative I'm show. I'm sorry that you guys lose listeners on this episode. <laughs> well, we definitely don't... I lose. understand if you don't want me on again. <laughs> See, we didn't lose listeners on this show because... If anything, I think we, we will gain listeners, and here's why. Because once you kill Kip, actually that, that hurts us, because once you kill Kip, the grappling guys will get better. Oh, so. and that might steal some yeah. listeners from us. Yeah. Yeah. Or Paul will be thankful for that, and he will Maybe Paul give us... Maybe come on this show. Maybe Paul will just quit the grappling dads. We the grappling dads oh, juice jujitsu podcast melds just like the hawk croiler the yeah. naked croc c- cock <laughs> the naked the naked hawk cock croiler. <laughs> I didn't mention that. Yeah, you have a hawk penis. Oh, you oh, did until okay. you splattered it into the ground. <laughs> what the fuck does a hawk penis look like? In my head, it looks I like a hawk's beak. Great. That's just like very hard wrong. and pointy. <laughs> this has gone horribly wrong. <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, th- thank you, and we will <laughs> see you next week. Remember, this is the Just Jiu Jitsu podcast where we talk about just jujitsu and nothing else. <laughs>